2: Never-ending windows, all you need is a door Searching for something to put a smile back on your face Just remember in unusual times it can come from an unusual place You need a partner for the ride Cause everybody needs a climb So set your worries to the side Shit 90 Shows Taught Me was not filmed before a live studio audience.
3: Do you not want to wait? Neither do we. Welcome back to Shit 90 Shows Taught Me. I'm Jess Sterling here with my co-host, Sarah Ferguson. Sarah, how are you?
4: Jess, don't you mean Boston Film Festival winner Sarah Ferguson, even though I've (laughs) never submitted a film before in my life? Um, Give me the props. Okay, where's, yeah,
3: I expect half of that money, though, right? Because I totally helped you with
4: everything, even though I probably did nothing. Yes, (laughs) yes, exactly. You get $1,250 just for rolling your eyes behind the camera. And yeah, I was going to say remarks, just for complaining it, the
3: entire time.
4: <laughs> yeah, making snarky remarks against the lead actress, refusing to kiss the um, swamp monster. Like you totally deserve half the money for probably causing more harm than good yes. towards my movie.
3: Honestly, honestly, I don't think Joey did any anything helpful. Most likely, anything. Um, are you are you at least happy that we are hearing more about Dawson's film after? No, I'm actually,
4: (laughs) no, I'm actually really, really pissed off about this whole situation. To be honest with you, because we fully were like, okay, it's a lost, it's like a plot hole. We're never going to hear about this again. We never saw the movie get finished. We never saw the movie in its final form. We never heard that he submitted to the film festival. All we get is a letter in the mail saying, Hi, Dawson Leary, the best filmmaker of all time. Here's a check for $2,500. You win the best short film for the junior division. What bullshit? He didn't even finish the movie.
3: Yeah, I know. Like it's. It's funny that like all of a sudden we now know it's like, oh, he had this movie and then he gets obsessed with Joey for like a season. And then all of a sudden, we're back on the movie thing again. And it's just like, he, it's like he can only have one interest at
4: a time on the show. <laughs> Sounds like a typical man, actually. Yes. Yes. So to be honest <laughs> with you, don't want to be rude to our beautiful male audience. But, but um, yeah. if the shoe The fits, male species <laughs> has typically a one track
3: mind. Yeah, movies and women. And that's it. Um, so, yes, yeah, so, uh, how was, how was your week? We're, we're recording on a Friday this week. A little bit different for us. Um, but I feel like we've talked, like, every single day. I don't know. Maybe we haven't. I feel like I've recorded podcasts
1: every single day, though.
4: We talked a lot. Um, I don't know how my, like, my week was fine. Like, nothing noteworthy. Um, we did talk about, um, meeting each other in person for the first time mm-hmm. on our, um, Boy Meets World podcast, but, like, an abbreviated version is that, you know, Jessica and I were fast friends um, about, like, almost, um, almost 11 months ago. Mm-hmm. Actually, 11 months ago. Today is our 11-month anniversary <laughs> actually. Um, like Dawson, um, I count months for anniversaries. Um, <laughs> but... Um, so we met we met in person, you know, if it wasn't for the pandemic, we would have met right away. Yeah. But nonetheless, it was great. If you want to hear the full story, we talk a lot about it. Yeah, it's in the beginning of the, the
3: last Boy Meets World
4: Beginning podcast. of our podcast. So um, that was a lot of fun. And then, yeah, like, I mean, we had a really busy week. We did our regular like Boy Meets World podcast, but then we did a special bonus podcast for um, the friends reunion, uh-huh. which was a lot of fun, so uh, busy, 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 and the, you know, and then my you know real world job, uh-huh. my nine to five. So it's been a pretty busy week. Yes. Yeah, uh, how about you, Jess? Yeah,
3: it's been a it's been a busy one for me. I think I've recorded a podcast every single day this week. Maybe you did. Possible. You did. You're a busy. Bee. I know. I can't keep track anymore. Um, but no, it's been a great week. I'm excited because it's a long weekend. It's Memorial Day weekend here. Uh, in, In the United States and I have Like I have tomorrow Um my best friend who I Have not seen I've seen her like for My wedding and I saw her For like briefly outside one Time but I have not seen her otherwise Um and she's coming over And we're like pretty much just playing board games Like literally all day and I'm Back, like, the olden days. Back in the olden days Yeah I'm really excited um, It's going to be a really good time so that'll be nice And then more of like relaxing This weekend which is always Are fun. you going
4: to break it to her that you've been talking to other Best friends
3: <laughs> <laughs> She does know about you she doesn't know like The whole thing because that yeah. Is really like a conversation that you have When you in sit and chat person. for like two hours And we haven't yeah. sat and chat for two Hours
4: so um, Yeah my you know. My friends Um. Already know they already got jealous. Um, Now I now I think that yeah. Now I think they're over (laughs) it. But at first it was like I had to like sit them down and be like, guys, like I have news for you. Like I have like a pot. At that time it was like a potential new BFF, Mm -hmm. and they're like, who is this bitch? Whoa, yeah.
3: Who is she? She's not
4: blonde. It's not okay. (laughs) It is a very common thing um, or like a, you know, common knowledge that the majority of my friends are blonde, Mm -hmm. but except Michelle. Michelle is not blonde, but a Mm -hmm. lot of my friends are blonde. That is true because I got backstabbed by brunettes, but that's like a different story. (laughs) It's not my choice. I lost all my brunette friends, but whatever. Yeah, who cares? Uh,
3: so yeah, so uh, we're, we're gearing up for the weekend here. We are talking about Dawson's Creek Season 2 Episode 8, The Reluctant Hero. Um, It's fine. Like, it's, it's fine. Like, we'll get into it. I think that coming on the heels of the last few episodes being pretty decent, like this one was a bit like... Like we kind of mentioned this before we started recording. Like it's like I rewatched it today, and I definitely needed to because I didn't remember anything particularly stand. There's like one thing that I think stands out, and the rest of it is kind of a little bit meh. Maybe it's one of those episodes that's like um, kind of you need it to get the ball moving in the right direction. You know what I mean? It's like a uh-huh. plot setup type of episode, but I don't know. Uh huh.
4: Yeah. Um, I felt that this. Episode was a little Meh as well um, I even fell asleep in my first watch During oh, no. it which doesn't Really happen for me yeah. um, With Dawson's Creek I'm typically very Like I love this show Like I mm-hmm. like love what's going on um, It was fine It was a fine episode um, So I mean I feel As though um, I don't even know where We should start maybe just like Dawson and Joey or something. Yeah, so let me read know. let me
3: read out the pairs to you. Okay, um, fine. We have fine, fine, uh fine. Dawson and Pacey, Dawson I put Dawson and family. It's mostly just like Dawson and Mitch. Uh Dawson and Joey, Joey and Jack, Dawson and Jen, Pacey and Andy, and then there's like a tiny moment between uh Jack, Andy, and Pacey. Um so actually not that many pairs this week. Uh unlike no. last week, which was a fucking hot mess express for us. Yeah.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So typically, I would say like get the family stuff out of the way, but Mitch, Mitch and Dawson's story kind of intertwines with Jen and Dawson's yeah, story. Yeah, all that
3: kind of goes together. So,
4: um, I don't know if you want to get into Dawson and Joey, we can. If you would rather start somewhere else, yeah. I'm Dawson, very open. Dawson and Joey's perfectly fine. Yeah, because then we can talk about the Boston Film Festival, oh my which, God. yeah. So basically, um. Dawson gets to open up a letter And he realizes that he won the Boston Film Festival Which was, you know, the Swamp Thing movie That he was working on in the first half of the first season Which was never talked about again Um, So he goes right to Joey at school And says that he won $2,500 to use towards the next movie Crazy, like they won the best short
3: film in the junior section of the Boston Film Festival, full, and I was just yeah. like, I don't know, I found it a bit unbelievable. I was like, this movie was pretty shit. Like, I can't believe. It. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
4: okay. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. This is like what they wrote in the letter. Your clever send up of the horror genre showed profound understanding of traditional Hollywood mechanations. machinations. Machinations. Hmm. I don't know. That's yeah. Machinations okay. and. Turns them upside down in an entirely Refreshing and entertaining way And my response to that is Did they watch the same (laughs) shitty Movie that I did And Jen Jen screaming Ah (laughs) <laughs> it was terrible Um, I don't know how Dawson won Um, yeah. But if I knew that this thing The prize is $2,500 You know I would get out my old tripod And like my <laughs> dad's camcorder And like really work towards it Especially yes. if my competition was Dawson Yeah, right So, um Joey's excited for Dawson And, um And oh, and the other part of like this prize is that they won. They got pre-accepted into the winter workshop, whatever the winter workshop is. We don't know what it is,
3: but we know that Dawson's excited about it. And he he basically goes to Joe and he wants to do another film with her. And he's hoping that she'll help produce the film with him, which she immediately is like, uh, no, I don't have any time. I'm taking art classes. (laughs) And uh, I don't know. I don't know about this. Like if I'm Dawson... Maybe I give Joey some of the money But half half the money No absolutely not first of all We talked about this we joked about this in our opening She had a piss poor attitude She kind of worked against the film at a Certain point in the movie (laughs) and Like not for nothing but like What are you doing Dawson this is your ex Girlfriend like give her like 500
4: Bucks and take the other 2000 and Make another movie come on Joey's really lucky to get anything Out of this deal I gotta be honest with you Like if I won this money I don't think my first thought would be like Let me give it to My ex-girlfriend slash Shitty producer that did Absolutely nothing But it's like it's it's really Nice of Dawson like he He knows like ultimately That Joey's in More need of this money than he Does Mm -hmm. and like he knows That she can use it towards Her art classes Um and yeah, like at first she doesn't accept it, but ultimately she does. And I think it's kind of crazy that she did too. Like I wouldn't want to be be beholden on Dawson. Because he can use it against her in the future. Like, remember that time yeah. I gave you one thousand two hundred and fifty dollars? Don't you? Don't yeah. say I didn't do anything for and you. And honestly,
3: he is the type that would do
4: this. Yeah. Like, he
3: totally is the type that would use yeah. it on her at a later date. And but like, here's the thing: I agree with you. It's very nice of him to do it. But if I'm her, I feel a little uncomfortable taking that money, considering their past. It's a lot of money.
4: Yeah. It's a yeah. lot of money. Like a thousand, especially for Joey, especially for a sixteen-year-old. A thousand dollars. It's a lot of money
3: yeah I mean she could use it Towards art classes or even like She's trying to get out of Dawson's Creek Right like she wants to get out of the creek So she could use it towards like Buying books for college when the time comes. They can pay
4: the phone bill for once. Yeah, they
3: can like, they, they get. get a fucking
4: boat with a motor. Oh my fucking! Yeah, but you know what? She doesn't need one anymore because she's not fucking going to Dawson's anymore. So she I mean, to be honest, them. like that shitty shack in the middle of the nowhere, like probably doesn't even have locks. Like next thing you know, like somebody is gonna break in and steal this cash. Yeah, no, you're. That right. she like keeps she under her go find a Fucking bank. Um, she and you know she doesn't have a Checking account no, Like she does not have a Bank no. like the whole family probably, There's probably like, One bank money. in the in fucking side. um yeah yeah It's no. a boat to it and
3: it gets Kind of awkward so like basically When he goes to give her the money like She's like getting ready it's very obvious Like she's not in her usual like Hand-me-down Dawson's hand-me-downs She looks a little bit nicer So he knows some things up and he, she's Like oh I'm just hanging with a friend this is and this is when I get very pissed off, right? Not one fucking episode ago, we get them arguing about Oh Joey needs space Joey needs space she can't be friends with Dawson she needs well no first she wants to be friends then she needs space and they can't be friends and now Joey asks if they could be fucking friends again you know what Joey pick a fucking lane do you want to be friends or not like what is the deal here like am I stupid was it not just last
4: episode that they just had this clash of like being friends the worst part of it is, is this this is the exact same thing that Dawson, that Jen did to Dawson. Yes. The exact same thing. And I talked about this the other episode, but it's like if I was Dawson, I would just have so many trust issues, so many trust yeah. issues because the same exact thing happened to him twice that, oh, I can't date anybody because I need to work on myself. I need to like right. have space. And then next thing you know, Both Jen and Joey are going on other days with other men. So it's just like, no, I don't have space and time for you. And then on top of that, it's the whole let's be friends. Let's not be friends. It's very confusing. Yeah,
3: and it's really just like I mean, it's it's the dagger to the heart is even being twisted in at this point because he sees Jack as the friend that uh, that Joey's mm-hmm. going to be hanging out with, and uh, and this is after he tells Joey that like he's going to be where his next movie he wants it to be a love story. I'm a sucker for happy endings, um, which is funny in so <laughs> many ways, um, and yeah, it's just like. I don't know. It does feel... I, I totally get... And I, I, Who are we? Where are we? Where we're, like, sympathizing with Dawson this season? Like, what the fuck kind of ass-backwards universe have we stumbled into?
4: Um, uh uh-huh. I just feel like... I, I mean, they had to have gotten so many complaints that their main character <laughs> was intolerable. They're like, this is fucking Pacey's Pond. Make Dawson likable. Yeah.
3: But you know, here's the thing, <laughs> yeah. like... It's it is shitty because if we are to believe that the reason that Joey ended things with Dawson was because she needed to focus on herself and better herself and wants to focus on art and then she fucking goes out on a dat or a date or whatever the fuck you want to call it with Jack like two fucking seconds later if I'm Dawson yeah I'm pissed like I'm upset and I mm-hmm. it's just it, I think it's a shitty situation I don't know
4: it is it, it really 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 is um I also, so like the last thing with Joey is that like after her dad with Jack, she goes into his bedroom and Dawson's not there. Why was and she what there? Do you think? I don't know why she was there. I don't, I want to know like what she wanted and what she thought when Dawson wasn't there. Well, okay. So when, I guess if we're going to break this down,
3: right? She climbs in. Mm-hmm. She seems very like happy, eager, in a good mood. And she's calling for him and she doesn't see him. She sees. So not only does he have an E.T. doll, he also has a stuffed animal shark, which we know is like a Jaws reference, right? Because um, he's obsessed with Spielberg. But why the fuck does he have a fucking shark stuffed animal like chilling on his bed like he's five and she like picks it up and she looks at it like fondly, right? And then she leaves. So I don't really know. And this is all after her date with Jack, where like seemingly she has a nice time. He like kisses her. She
4: smiles. Why the fuck did she go to Dawson's? What was the deal with that? I don't know. I don't know what she wanted. I, I can't even imagine unless she, you know, decides that that she wants to. Try being friends and try to like go back to how things were But it seems weird to like, talk to him <sighs> Like what is she going there
3: for? Like she's certainly not going to tell him about her date with Jack Like I'm sorry that pushes the boundaries of friendship with an ex To be like talking about a date you just went on I don't know if they S- like the show wanted us to know why she was there Because if they did they certainly didn't do a good job at like Having us figure it out You know what I mean?
4: Was she going there to like was she second um, se- like questioning her date with Jack and like was like you know like it wasn't like our time spent together like me and you Dawson hmm. like is that what that was I don't know I don't know I guess hard we'll hard find say. out next episode right like
3: yeah. because it ended that way it makes me think that they'll maybe try to explain it a bit more in next episode yeah <clears throat> and it's like where does she think that he is yeah I mean yeah she she has no idea and I think that I think here's the thing with Joey I think that she breaks up with Dawson and I I truly believe that she doesn't think he has like a ton of other options right like if he turned around and let's pretend he suddenly is dating Jen we know that's not happening right now but like let's pretend she sees Jen stumbling into his window drunk or whatever right and she sees that you're telling me she's not going to be fucking upset? No, she's going to be upset. Yeah. Like, come on, she's going to be upset. Yeah.
4: yeah, so let's let's get into I guess that aspect
3: of it. Dawson and Jen. Um, well, we can go unless you want to stay on Joey because we could do Joey and Jack too. yeah, let's let's do finish that. them Sorry. out. I guess. Um, yeah. yeah. Again. Take a fucking drink every time the full moon is fucking mentioned on this show, <laughs> like fucking. That it's of times? honestly so funny now. It's so it's funny it's ridiculous to me that everybody keeps blaming the full moon because now it's like, well, then how many episodes are actual full moons? Like every time the full moon comes out, crazy shit's gonna happen because that's gonna be a long wait for us for crazy shit.
4: To <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, Jack comes up to Joey mm-hmm. and he's like wants to make things right by them, and he's like. It was a full moon oh I'm sorry God. There's, It's not an excuse But he's like I want to get our friendship Back on track Because the silent treatment Is killing me And then like Joey's like I wasn't tr- like Giving you the silent treatment I just have a lot of stuff Going on It's like Yo Joey Like who are you girl Like you know she's, That you're giving him yeah. The silent treatment She's all over the place It
3: doesn't make any sense Because now <laughs> she says She's not mad at him She admits she was mad At herself Not him and it's like I I, again I don't quite Understand I I feel like we've Seen three different Joey's in three different Episodes like she's all over the place
4: Yeah Joey's like on the um, Definitely kind of Just spiraling And I don't want to say It but like she's definitely like De, like losing points on my no, rankings a little. Bit. I agree
3: with you. I think she needs to. And I mean, she's a teenager. We're all talking about teenagers here. But at the same time, be consistent at least. Like she's all over the map here. Yeah, um, all over
4: the place. Yeah. Um Yeah. She's like, you know what? Like, and um, he's like, don't, don't worry about it. Don't have inner tur- turmoil. Don't beat yourself up. Like. I miss you, blah, 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 blah. So then we cut to the lunchroom, Mm -hmm. and Jack is, like, making jokes with her, and they're, like, joking about, like, all the food on, like, the conveyor belt. Ha, ha, ha. So funny. So cute. Cafeteria banter. (laughs) Yeah, the cafeteria banter. So then he invites her out that night to um, a dot. A dot is like a date, but without the E, It's as casual as you want it to be, essentially. This is dumb. Either ask her out on a date or don't. Like
3: he's this he's like <laughs> this reminds me. Oh, go no, on. I'm just going to say he's like straddling a line here like pick a lane. If you have a crush on Joey and you want to ask her out, ask her fucking out. Don't play the middle here because I feel like it gives mixed signals and it only opens the room up for a misinterpretation of feelings. You know what I mean? Like it's mm-hmm. like. She might question her his feelings and he's and he's not going to know how she truly feels because she doesn't think it's a date or maybe she does I don't know it just was
4: a weird thing to do I don't I didn't think it was cute I thought it was annoying <laughs> This reminds me of the time when I was 16 and had an online boyfriend. And whenever he said that he loved me, he spelled it L-U-V because that means that he didn't say love L-O-V-E. Oh, so,
3: my God. That's so, so lame. Like,
4: yes. Love you with the you. you. Yeah. So that's what it reminds me of to have that that out of not fully saying love you, um, but instead saying L-O-V, L-U-V, mm-hmm. love you um Yeah, so he's like, you know, we're gonna have a great time There's no full moon for weeks Um, Don't worry, Joey, there's no full moon So ridiculous There's a full moon, yeah, there's a full moon this week I'm sure Jack was all over the place, uh, ruining lives
3: I wish there were more fucking full moons Because that's when the crazy shit happens in fucking in the creek, you know Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. yeah what did you think of their uh, What did you think of J- uh, Jack's Flirting approach His fl- flirting style In this scene Joey was into it So it worked good for her I guess I just didn't I didn't think it was great And then when they're actually on the date He like I don't know I don't know it was just a weird date they're like sitting outside they're like looking out at the sky Jack is talking about almost getting hit by lightning and he just like talks in fucking circles he talks about the weather channel I don't know I feel like Jack and Joey both kind of suck at dating because Joey brings up Dawson on her date and it's just like neither one of these two knows how to have a fucking proper date in my opinion
4: (laughs) Um, I thought that it was relatively romantic. So they're on the creek. They have a picnic. It's um heat lightning out, right. so it's like not raining, but because it's like so humid, there's lightning. Mm-hmm. And Jack loves lightning, so he was talking about like he was talking about his interests. Jess, like what you know, like what's know. the point of dating? Is to learn about each other. He just seems so so
3: bland to me. Like I just mm-hmm. wish. I did like when we learned that he like was into art and like had that whole thing, and especially the full moon episode. Yeah. Like, I wanted more mm-hmm. of that Jack. I felt like the Jack we got was a little bit more like just lame and boring.
4: I don't know if I'm being too hard on him, but he just he uh, kind of bored me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So totally, they talk about Dawson a little, like how he felt like he was in a western, <laughs> um, but he's like up for the challenge because some things are worth fighting for. And like you know, if I was Dawson, I would never let you slip through my fingers. Blah blah blah. I can't. With Joey still stuff. likes it. Ugh. Joey still likes it. He likes it. She likes it. Yeah. He likes it too. And then Everybody you know likes they accept me. Everyone likes. It. So they <laughs> accept you. Uh, So then, like, Joey and Jack walk to Joey's house, which is weird because, like, you have to motorboat to Joey's house. He motorboated her her all the way home. (laughs) Um, And, you know, they had, like, a fun, unique evening and, like, they kiss Mm -hmm. and she smiles and she promises not to stop speaking to him Because it's a crescent moon Because there's no full moon oh, No worries Oh my fucking god So many talks about the goddamn moon Yeah this is like our third or fourth time Talking about the moon He wants to hang out again She says it's a possibility And she had a really nice time So it seems like You know as bland as this date might be There might not be a lot of drama here It seems like she is enjoying it But I just don't understand like Why she wants to go on dates Um, If she claims that it doesn't have Anything to do with Dawson then you Know and it has everything to do with Herself and she really still has Feelings for Dawson then why does she Have why does she feel the need to go on Dates with Jack this is this is my Biggest issue yeah it's like they
3: are Not doing a good job the show I should Say is not doing a good job at Explaining to us How Joey is feeling And like to me it was very much A case of well we got Dawson and Joey together Now it's time to break them up And they never gave the viewers A solid reason why right And and if they did if they want to point To it being Joey wants to learn About herself and, and take time to get into art And blah 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 uh, okay all that makes sense then don't immediately Put her with Jack like it has been like two Episodes right and it's it seems very Quick Um, so I, I just Don't I don't quite get it and I think As yeah, a it's result really
4: confusing yeah
3: and I think as a result like if you want Your viewers to root For Jack and Joey which it's kind Of sort of seems like the show wants us to do Then make them rootable like I don't think they're making them very rootable in My opinion right now
4: I didn't really have a problem with Their date like I thought The date was fine like I think That ultimately like what Joey likes in Jack is that He's such an intellectual Um, And he's always opening her Eyes to new things And like new interests that she's Never really mm-hmm. like explored Before like all she's really Known is like her life and Then like Spielberg so <laughs>
0: yeah. um,
4: So I think Like she enjoys like she enjoys him talking about nature. She enjoys him talking about art because like she's he's opening up doors and her eyes to things that she's never really explored before. Yeah. But ultimately, it's it the writers are doing a disservice because then it's making it seem like it really was Dawson. Yeah. Um, why she didn't want to keep dating Dawson, which is the opposite of what they were telling us. Right. Aside from the fact that they are hinting that she started having feelings For Jack a little Yeah I think
3: that I think Maybe if If they had done If their date Was something more like They went to an art class together Or something like that Where like We could have seen Their shared interest Really like blossoming Maybe that's what I was looking for It just felt kind of strange I don't know I don't know that it fully worked for me Um, I could totally see them being a match In terms of like their personalities and everything And their interests Yeah But I just feel like the show didn't do a great job Especially when it's so soon after Her and Dawson break up For reasons that they told us Were because she wanted to be alone Um, So I don't know I just I'm not fully on board with it yet Yeah Yeah I hear you. All right. So moving on, do we want to get into, do we want to save the Pacey and Andy stuff for
4: last? Yeah, my baby, my baby angels. Okay. So let's go (laughs) My my favorite My favorite people Ever Um, So let's get Dawson And Pacey
3: out of the way Because they were Like a brief They were They replaced The Dawson and Joey Of yesteryear uh, In opening the show For us in Dawson's bedroom And we quickly see That Dawson Much preferred Joey's company To Pacey's When it's movie night Because Pacey Just steals all the pepperoni
4: And doesn't shut up (laughs) He doesn't shut up He's not focused On the movie He doesn't want to Talk about the Like The nuances of film he doesn't like it yeah. that it's Black and white yeah he's, <laughs> he's Over he doesn't it. like that all the people in the movie Are dead he's like there's you know there's New releases like we can still Yeah we can still uh, See new things And yeah this is pissing Dawson off because He is a lover of old films Mm -hmm. and exploring that and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Nobody cares.
3: Uh, Basically, uh, Pacey calls him a dying breed, the last of a dying breed. Uh, When they're in the middle of this entire conversation, Jen fucking climbs in the window. She's drunk as a skunk, drops her purse in his fucking hedge, passes Uh out on his bed. Apparently, this is the third time this has happened this week, which... I have two questions. One, since when is Dawson okay with this? Because previously he was not. Maybe I guess he feels like it's fine now that he's not with Joey. Um, and two, where the fuck is Grams in this equation? How does she not realize Jen hasn't been sleeping at home? Like, Grams is yeah. far too much of a strict uh, guardian to not realize this is happening.
4: Yeah, Grams normally has, like, the reins a little bit tighter. I don't know what Gram. Maybe Grams went on some sort of... Um, uh, expedition? Oh, know. like a
3: uh, um, yeah, like a uh, what is it called when uh they go help other people in other countries? I forget what it's called.
4: Uh, missionary trip? That's what it is. Mm, yeah, maybe. Um, yeah. but yeah, it doesn't really make a lot of sense because Grams is all like always up Jen's ass. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, she's about to be sick, but she passes out. Um, so Pacey's basically like you know. You're trying to be this like heroic Guy like you know just like the guy In the movies yeah
3: yeah And I think this kind of it makes Sense and it tracks throughout <laughs> throughout This episode with Dawson even When he's at a party trying to Let loose a little bit Doesn't quite uh quite Work out for him Um do we want to move Let's move next to I guess Dawson and Jen and then we'll get into Dawson and
4: his His dad yeah So, um, oh, go ahead. Go go ahead. Uh, Sure. Uh, Dawson's in the lunchroom working on his movie script and Jen comes up to him. She asks about his new movie. And um, I really like this because, like, he tells her that he won the award and she's so proud of Mm -hmm. him and so happy for him. And like, this is kind of like the hype. Person that Dawson was hoping to get from Joey, yeah. so, um, it, you know, and she wants to be a part of it, and she wants like better dialogue than like <laughs> help. And I did love that um, callback. I
3: thought that was a great callback yeah. to the first season. Um, and I yeah. I completely agree. I loved Jen in this scene. I thought she seemed really genuine and like. Really genuinely happy for Dawson So I really liked it up until Icky Chris gives her a shoulder rub
4: (laughs) Icky Icky Chris And gross (laughs) Taj Come As Shane Falcon's
3: forth be known,
4: <laughs> <laughs> right? And they're like, "Hey, Jen, been looking for you. Like last night was wild. Yeah. Like can't believe you made it here today. Yeah, can't believe you're awake. I
3: feel like they're the guys that do like the what is it called when you put your thinky, your pinky and your thumb out and you like wave them around. I forget what that's called.
4: Shaka bra. Oh yeah,
3: okay. Shaka bra. Yeah, like, yeah,
4: dude. Can't believe you made it after last night. Like you were so blitzed, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he was like, yeah. um... So, we're having a party tonight, man. Like, it's going to be crazy. Are you in? Are you in? Cakes and And eggs. Did you guys have kegs? Do you have kegs and eggs? In Jersey I've never had I've never had kegs and eggs. there's a thing
3: called kegs and eggs in, in Albany uh Near me and upstate Um, and basically you just drink your fucking face off Uh everybody I don't know if It's on St. Patrick's Day I think it is and you like drink from like sun up till sundown but like I'm pretty sure I don't know what happened but a few years back people went a little bit nuts and by nuts I mean they Basically ruined people's cars like they were on people's cars damaging them it was crazy um but yeah definitely I've heard of kegs and eggs sounds disgusting to me I would never want to drink beer and eat eggs but you know it's not my thing
4: <laughs> sounds like an upstate thing to me
0: <laughs> yes
3: Um, so Jen invites Dawson uh, And then she gets upset about him Or upset at him Because he's judging her And she's basically like I'm not about, out of control I'm just having
4: a really fun time Like this is how I want to live my life Judgy Judgerson at it again mm-hmm. um, You know I'm not losing control I'm just having fun Dawson mm-hmm. um, So Dawson asks If he can go to the party, And Jen's like you know what Dawson like you can come But you can't bitch or moan about my Partying habits and you have to come with An open in mind yeah which is fair It's very fair, very fair if for you want to wanna come Dawson then you can't be up my ass you Can't be like moping in the corner you Can't like be giving me glares like you Gotta have yeah. fun don't play like, mr. You know? Dad like Come on now you no know. and she
3: immediately and this clocks. On the date. Yeah no this isn't a date and I love How Not she clocks that he just had a Conversation with Joey like Jen, in my opinion, for part of this episode was the Jen that we knew from season one, where yeah. she, she caught on to what was happening immediately. She sets Dawson in his place and is like, Don't be a, you know, don't be a snooze fest, don't be a, a freaking wet blanket. Come on now. Um, what is this? The jail rules like don't be <laughs> lame, don't be a snooze
4: fest, don't bitch, don't moan, I yeah, can't judge. This is not a date. Can't judge. Yeah. A All of date. the above.
3: <laughs> Uh, yeah the
4: JL rules yes. You gotta follow it if you, gotta, <laughs> if you wanna party If you wanna party pick, Yeah pick me up at 7 Yeah and she um, knows He's on the rebound as well Um, They like
3: As soon as they get there Jen is off dancing with Chris Uh, And Chris and Todd And Todd Yeah Icky Chris And what was Todd again Something Todd You said something I can't remember what it was Icky Chris and Gross Todd I think that's what it was Yeah I think and so And this They were a throuple To begin with in Girl, this whole thing Girl when I tell you This was like like whoa alright a lot happening here like basically Chris asked Austin if he's also hooking up with Jen he's like Jen is like the best friend I've ever had man like Jen's great (laughs) and then we see like Jen go upstairs with Chris and also like she's in the middle of holding hands between Chris and Todd icky Chris and gross Todd and uh yeah know, And then of
4: course like Dawson's like Watching her throughout the night mm-hmm. And then he follows her upstairs Um and they're Starting to like have a threesome And of course like he opens it Up and he thinks that he's like the Hero he's, he's like the knight in shining stop armor. right there <laughs> I gotta Know right now <laughs> are you going To hook up with Jen Or not as a throuple and, But no but then he's like I'm gonna come in I'm gonna lift her up put her around. My shoulder because I'm the hero I'm the knight in charming armor I'm gonna save Jen from her fuck Fest yeah what happens If Jen wants to have a Well that's the thing she's like I'm gonna save you From
3: the double penetration but at the Same point in time you're right like here's The thing first of all I feel like picking up a drunk Person and throwing them over your shoulder just As a recipe for getting throw up on your back First of all
4: (laughs) second of all Yeah no oh wait hold on second Of all on uh, just piggybacking on that At this point Jen is dripping sweat yes. there is So much <laughs> so sweat much She's sweat. showering her tire, Herself in her, and her own Her yeah so like Automatically like, puke on your back, like, sweat on your shoulder. <laughs> like, is so she gross. is, like, literally spitzing up a storm. Yeah. It's pretty disgusting. Yeah. And here's the thing, Hot too. Hot and steamy takes a new, a new <laughs> level when you're literally, like, drenched in sweat. Like, your gross haircut is, like, plastered <laughs> down by just, like, sweat like everybody she can't pull her hair back back. it's too short very wet it's like you know you would think that they had like a shower together no no it's just it's just um uh perspiration i'm just picturing like every time
3: they yell cut when filming someone comes in with a spray bottle and just sprays (laughs) bad gen bad
4: Bad Jen. Jen. um yeah bad gen you 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 gotta kiss harder (laughs) Like, spritz, spritz, spritz. Um, <laughs> and Michelle Williams is like, please, please no. enough, Please, no. Not the face. Um, yeah. Not the hair. It looks great.
3: Um, but that's the other thing. Like, when he pulls her out of there, here's the thing. If she was uh, unconscious or, you know what I mean, like, not, she was fully coherent. She was fully there. Like, she was drunk, but she was aware of what she was doing. <laughs> She was mostly, she was there, mostly, mostly there, all yeah. She had her faculties I guess is how I would put it And so like is this on Dawson I mean eventually it seems like she comes around On his decision to pull her Out of there but when she When he first does it and they get outside She freaks out at him She says you're trying yeah. to pull the plug on anyone having a good time I'm just having a good
4: time <laughs> <laughs> yeah, And then she's like you're You're avoiding dealing with the fact that you're Unhappy frankly it's Disgusting yeah you're the Unhappiest Fucking person I've bitch. ever seen And here's the thing
3: Like uh, It's they're both right They're both unhappy but Dawson is Right too he yeah. says well at least I'm not pretend, Trying to pretend I'm not unhappy Like I'm not putting yeah. on this Face of like dr- binge drinking To make myself feel
4: better Um yeah I'll, I'd rather take this melancholy over whatever you're going on any day. Yeah.
3: And then we have, first of all, her throwing up was fucking disgusting. Second of all, why the fuck? You're outside. Why would you try to
4: cover your mouth? Like, you just got to throw up all over <laughs> your hands. <laughs> it was nasty. She's like, isn't it ironic that I pute on the white picket fence? It's like, <gasps> sure, Jan, God, whatever you say. So finally, I guess Jen's like, I can't go home,
3: Dustin. Wah. So he brings her to fucking mitch's
4: house <laughs> <laughs> oh but you're like missing like the dramatic oh, sorry, yes. like the dramatic don't be disgusted about me uh, by me deal with me accept me except for the fact that there's people in this world who don't need saving <sighs> she's so fucking dramatic she's so fucking dramatic i've tried to live my life like you dawson i just don't have that sort of hope but Um, but if everyone did, if everyone was, uh, was people like you, wait, hmm, (laughs) Hmm, this is one of those, like, fast typing. Essentially, she was saying, like, you're special, and if everybody else is special like you, then you wouldn't be that special. Yeah. You're special, Jen. You're special. Um,
3: yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a whole
4: fucking thing. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean you think that you're you know very confident with yourself um and you probably think that you're special um do you think that you're special because you're miserable the way that you just said that was like the shadiest way to say someone is confident
3: you're you're confident you probably think you're fucking special <laughs> it's like no bitch you think it's like the way you said it was like you think you're
4: special um uh, <laughs> no you're special dress. i'm sorry i didn't mean it like that is it because you are you're special? miserable is it because you're miserable because that's what he thinks he yeah. thinks that the reason why she's so miserable is because she's spent yeah. only mi- only miserable people are special, uh, yeah. <laughs> according See, well, to like, dawson and like, Fred oh well
3: you feel things so deeply it's so tragic like that's what he's trying to <laughs> fucking say him in his goddamn pisces brain yeah and then he's like i know where we can go i'm gonna go gonna go to my dad's apartment because me and my dad are friends now um (laughs) so dawson brings jen water Uh, jen asks about his movie which why she would think in her drunken stupor to ask him about his movie is beyond me but he says it's gonna be because yeah star-crossed lovers
4: no happy endings no happy endings promise me things
3: never end happy in real life
4: they're bogus and
3: unrealistic. Yeah. Uh, you you'll feel better in the morning. And this is when I don't know I don't know if this is a sassy saying, but I had to like put it down as mine. Uh, you'll feel better in the morning and Jen says, "I really wish that were true." <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. And then she's like before she goes to sleep, she asks again for no no happy endings Dawson. It's like, well, you know, if, you know, that's the issue. This is why Dawson's so miserable, because he has he got no happy endings. He's getting no <laughs> happy endings. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
3: Oh, my God. This whole storyline. So where do we think things are going between <laughs> Jen and Dawson? Because, I mean, we didn't really yeah. talk big picture. Like, it seems like they're at least friendly now. Right. Like, this is the friendliest that we've seen them in a while. Um while he did like invite them to come to the dance with them and he was all for the like jack and jen of it all which we haven't seen them hanging out at all actually um i'm kind of surprised based on how they left things um in that that dance episode but Mm -hmm. yeah what do we think is gonna happen in the future with with dawson and jen they seem friendly
4: I think if they were good, then they would develop their friendship, which would build a nice foundation for eventually trying again to date. Mm -hmm. Um, But these are kids. These are some dumb kids. And they're probably going to jump into some shenanigans again sooner than later. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely could happen.
3: Um, But I'm sure we're going to see more of Jen spiraling before any of that. Um, she's not she's where not Where is, down with is Abby Yeah where is where Abby, is Abby? Ugh, I don't know where she went Especially because so A party like that is Prime opportunity for Abby To be there and cause chaos Right like I'm surprised She mm-hmm. wasn't there um, Yeah But all right let's Let's move into Dawson and Mitch um, Because Woo. Mitch decides He wants to be that parent Now he wants to be the parent That's the kid's fucking friend He's so desperate yeah. for friends that he tries to befriend his own son <laughs>
4: Yeah, yeah, so he's like drinking coffee at his breakfast table at the house And Dawson's like, what are you doing here? And he's like, well, I'm packing, moving out But I was hoping that you can help me later We can order some pizza and spend time together And like do the friend thing And he's like, I'll help you, but we're not friends I have real friends for that
3: Yeah, and basically he's like, I don't think you moving is a great idea He basically blames Mitch for all of this um and uh Later on is when Dawson Eventually does help him move And Mitch wants to talk he asks About Joey and Dawson's like Joey Don't mean is falling for another guy <laughs> It's like oh okay
4: <laughs> Okay sorry I asked sorry that. And then he's like well how's Jen probably Drunk and stuck to a sidewalk somewhere <laughs> <It's> so <laughs> I dark like, I was like uh Why don't you just help your friend then like why are you Um okay I just want to Clarify like this is absolutely Totally The warehouse that he bought from Tamara Right it looks like it yes It looks like
3: it's like an industrial Style apartment I assume It's like upstairs
4: from that Warehouse that's what it the visual Seems like at least okay Okay um so Then we Get um You know he's like let's Be friends Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. he's Like he's um You know and he says like you have To Respect my decision To leave Mm -hmm. ultimately he's like And Dawson of course goes All I ever do is respect people's Decisions I'm sick of it it makes Everyone feel better but me Makes me feel like hell (laughs) Okay
3: It's not quite on the pantheon Of I conclude your conclusion Sucks but I do enjoy it I do enjoy it um, yeah. like Dawson whining, honestly,
4: is very entertaining for me. <laughs> it's so funny. It is funny. It's like it's like he's in agony, but it's like <laughs> he's whining. very dramatic about yeah. it. Oh um, my God. that that was that's what makes Dawson so special. It is the right. Fact that he is cries that all the time? Is that he's miserable? He's miserable. Yeah. Actually, Dawson's on un- onto something. Yeah. Dawson's special. Because he's miserable. That is a fact. That's his superpower. He's always point blank because he's miserable. Um, Um, Yeah, and basically
3: Dawson is like, I don't want a friend or a buddy. I want a father. Can you respect that? Uh, And then they do. They do kind of like bond a little bit when he brings Jen over uh, because he's. Oh, he says he's always seen Mitch as Harrison Ford. Um and like Mitch Admits that like he's not perfect like Obviously you grow up and you realize that your parents Are people too and they have faults just like Everybody else
4: yeah um
3: and Uh Mitch says I can be your father and if You let me your friend and it's like Mitch obviously he doesn't want To be your friend just just Be his parent that's all you need to be No
4: uh yeah but he wants to be The cool dad he does like They could eventually have beers With each other hey kids I got you Snacks (laughs) (laughs) on the cool fairy yeah yeah and yeah like mitch was like cool like he let dawson bring jen home drunk to his apartment and sleep on like an air mattress or wherever she was just a mattress on the floor so she (laughs) she was she was he was being cool about it i guess um yeah I don't think that Gail would have like had a big like aneurysm if he brought her home either. No, so. I think I think Gail would have been cool with it, too.
3: I think both of his parents would be cool about it because he did the responsible thing. Right. Like
4: Dawson gets to do whatever the fuck he wants. Like literally most, of these, get away with do.
1: most of these teenagers do whatever so. they
3: want. I guess. So um, shall we move on to Pacey and subsequently Pacey and Andy?
4: Yeah. Um. We find Pacey. out. Yeah. We find out his GPA, Pacey. and it is not good. One point seven. That's uh, atrocious. A 1.7. I, I mean, how little work do you have to do to get a one point seven? I don't remember like GPAs um, when I was in high school. I mean, I can look it up. Like what?
3: Yeah. A GPA. What do, you, what do you mean? He, GPA letter oh. grade. So a one point seven is the equivalent of a C minus. Um, and a percentage of like 70 to 72 is where his no, average is No it's not is. that bad I thought it was much worse to be honest because a 1.7 just seems very low But I guess that's he's he's basically yeah. on the verge of failing um, He failed biology and history he's failing biology and history He failed a career aptitude test which also seems like bullshit in my opinion Because we know what we know is we know Pacey's smart and doesn't apply himself So to me that does not translate right. to failing a uh, career
4: aptitude test yeah, well, he probably didn't like answer half the questions. He has no extra cli- cur- he has no extracurriculars. Mm-hmm. He can be disruptive in class. Um, no career objectives. So basically, the guidance counselor is like dragging Pacey through the mud. Like, yeah. you suck, you're stupid. Like, the only way you're going to get through this is if you have, if you take summer school and you repeat your sophomore year. Which, and after that, like, who knows if you're even going to be like cool then. Yeah.
3: Here's the thing though. Like, I don't know if this is, uh, Depending on what state you live in or what the deal is But I thought 65 was passing At least when I went to high school a 65 yeah. was considered passing and if he has a 1.7 that means that he's Passing
4: um, overall It's a 70 or 70 ish Maybe he's saying like if you keep going down this Track maybe but then But it's like also it's sophomore Year you still have two years To be able to, to like, turn it lift around Yourself yeah yeah, um, so I don't think soft. I don't think he has to repeat sophomore year. I think this guidance counselor is being a dick. I think he's being a bit harsh. As does Andy when Pacey explains
3: this whole situation to her. She's upset with the guidance counselor because she feels like he's dismissing Pacey rather than helping him. Which I don't disagree yeah. with. Like the guy basically treated Pacey like a lost cause. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if it's the right is, approach. This-
4: Well, this argument that Andy makes about how they, like, dismiss certain students because of whatever reason and don't, like, realize, like you know, don't take the time to realize that they need to be, like, rescued from, like, whatever bad situation they're in rather than ridiculed. Like, this is the exact problem that I have with public school systems and guidance counselors. Like, I feel like I got the short end of a stick um, in my own experience with a guidance counselor. Like, I mean, I I don't know if I've talked about it on this podcast or another or I don't even know if I – I don't know. I don't remember. But, like – Obviously, I was going through a lot when I was in school, in mm-hmm. high school. Like, my dad, like, was diagnosed with, like, a, um, you know, a life-ending illness when I was in middle school. And I was getting, like, ridiculed in school. And there's a lot of shit going on. Mm-hmm. And I stopped caring about school. And I don't feel like my guidance counselor, like, took it seriously. Like, I don't think that I was given the help that I needed. Mm-hmm. And I was just... You know you know I did poorly in school And people just like were just like you just are A bad student when in reality I was Going through my own little turmoil Mm -hmm. so This I mean I don't mean to get on my high horse But Andy has it exactly right And like so does the You know the lunchroom agrees They clap for Andy I loved Um, that I loved that part Yeah
3: Yeah I agree with her I think that like a lot of times You're right Like students just get dismissed As quote unquote bad students Or people who were like Incapable of being saved When I don't know if Pacey's guidance counselor knows what's going on at home, right? Like he doesn't know everything that's going on in Pacey's life and not for nothing, but to I feel like anybody who's talked to Pacey for more than five minutes can see that he has a brain in his fucking head and that that's not yeah. the issue. And even if that was the issue, find a way to help that student don't just dismiss them right like if someone has dyslexia Mm -hmm. or some other um you know like something that basically makes it harder for them to learn or Mm -hmm. you know is prohibitive in whatever way then you help them you don't just dismiss them and it does seem like that is the method the guidance counselor is taking
4: Yeah, well, Pacey said in a different episode, like, it doesn't matter to his family if he brings home an A or C minus. He still's dismissed. So he's learned, like, why am I going to try to apply myself and, you know, be the best student if, like, nobody gives a shit at home? So, yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And I, but Andy takes. No, so go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry.
3: Yeah. No, I was just going to say that I love the way that Andy, like, even though she says all of that, she also is like, but I'm not coming to your pity party. Like, you need to reinvent yourself. Heroes are made not born. Like, you can do this. If you act like a joke, people are gonna treat you like one. So I, I love the yeah, I love the mixture of her being outraged at the way the guidance counselor handled things, but also still giving the Pacey a bit of tough love that he he does need.
4: Right, yeah, so she's very, very uplifting to him Like, she's so supportive, but she does give a little bit of tough love Like, you're not going to, you know... And Just she's not going to allow him to like give up on himself yeah. like she knows that he can reinvent himself He knows she knows that sh- he can try harder Um, And he says like, you know, I don't even know where to start like and she says, you know You got to start from the inside like anybody can change their fate So, um, I I I just like I'm, I'm really starting to endear myself To Andy mm-hmm. like she really Is like kind of just a perfect Gem like she's A great character A really great person Um, It's like what's not to Love yeah. about Andy especially
3: I think This episode even puts it even more Into perspective right because uh, Once Jack tells them That he has a date with Joey Jack Asks if Andy can watch their mom Um and mm-hmm. It very much seems like Andy is very optimistic about her mom's new medication, whereas Jack is, like, very much a pessimist, saying, like, I don't know, she just had an episode the other day, on and on. And then Mm -hmm. once Pacey arrives at her house, we see that her mom is still – You know talking about Tim as if he were still alive And Andy is still very much like no she has her good days and her bad days And then when we go up to her room she has all of these awards Like it's very Mm -hmm. obvious that she has a ton on her plate And Pacey also notices it and he asks like you know aren't you tired You're studying you have great grades you're taking care of your whole family And you're taking me on as like you know you're my own personal tutor in a way Um, it just seems like, yeah, where where are the flaws, right? Where are the flaws in Andy? Because she has everything going for her. It's just, or excuse me, the opposite. She, she works very hard and there's a lot going against her right now in her, in her personal life. So I love Andy. I think that she, I love her zest. Like, I feel like she has a lot of like oomph behind her character. Yeah. Um, yeah, but she also is just very sweet. Um so yeah. Now you can see why everybody loves Andy
4: cuz she she really is a yeah. gem.
3: She really is.
4: Yeah. There's not much to dislike about her. So um they're studying and they Andy gets a phone call um and apparently they so they have to meet Andy's mom at the market. Who's, like, making some sort of a scene Like, I don't exactly know, like, what she's doing to make such a scene But apparently this is, like, the third time this has happened And they, you know, they're, you know, the market owners, like, you know Really like the family and they think that they're really nice But it's not good for business to be, like, making a scene Like, once again, I don't totally understand, like, what Mrs. McPhee was doing They didn't fully explain it, but it seemed... (sighs) Well, she, she basically was, like,
3: talking about her husband, right? Like, oh, call my husband. He'll take care of it. He'll take care of it. He takes care mm-hmm. of everything. So I thought for a moment that maybe, like, she went there and then, like, was lucid and realized that Tim was gone and, like, freaked out. Because then Pacey's like, it's Pacey. Do you remember me? It's Pacey. Like, I, I, I don't know. We didn't get a clear... And it was weird because there was a crowd around her But she wasn't like she was just holding A basket like she wasn't freaking Out or mm-hmm. anything so I don't Really yeah. I don't think we still have A clear idea on Exactly what is going on with With Mrs. McPhee like we don't really Know what's yeah. causing her To not remember That uh, that Tim is, is dead I, I, There's something going on but we don't know what
4: Yeah yeah so Andy comes tries to pull her away she won't move and then Pacey you know steps up and he you know um, like talks her off the ledge and calms her down and asks her to like you know Make him a sandwich Which like I guess like the whole thing is like You know like let me let's like focus On one thing mm-hmm. so like all the Noise around you isn't like Suffocating you like let's like you know Take care of me like you want to be like A mothering figure like take care of me make me A sandwich mm-hmm. like you know this and This is a he- really good
3: method I Thought as well Because Mm -hmm. both times he's been around her She's like offered him food Offered him dinner Offered to make them snacks So I thought like he used that To his advantage here In
4: a really really smart way Yes exactly Um, So he's able to like escort her Out of the store Um and then he's, you know, he's like very, like you know, you're my savior, Mrs. McPhee. Like, thank you so much. Like, everything's going to be okay. Um, they put Andy and Pacey put um her mom to bed, and you know, Pacey's worried about Andy. Um, but like, you know, she Andy's like, you know, very determined to like make sure everything's under control and like everything's okay. Mm-hmm. She appreciates, um. You know, Pacey. I think that this, it like the fact that like he's good with like her mother. Probably makes like a world of difference in how she sees
3: him well yeah because she hasn't really we know that she hasn't really told anybody about her mom right and like that's a huge burden and a huge secret to be keeping and I feel like it's Mm -hmm. obviously going to limit who you can let into your personal life uh, friends wise at school because if you're if you don't want them to know then you can't have them over and you certainly can't be like flitting off to and fro to get rescue your mom from the market when you're you know what I mean? Like it's gonna interrupt yeah. your personal life. Um so I, I love this this moment between Pacey and Andy and Andy was like, Oh, you were spectacular. I'm so proud of you and Pacey just never hears that. So it's a huge moment for I him know. too. Yeah, And I love absolutely. that then he's like Oh well we have to go upstairs and she's like oh Pacey and he's like no we have to Study <laughs> like I don't know Oh Pacey P- <laughs> She likes that as much
4: as anything else I know else. it's
3: cute um, but yeah I, I love Their relationship I feel like it's going Really well like I think that they're Connecting and I think In this situation uh, uh, Unlike some of the other couples we've seen These two only boost each other Up right we haven't really seen a moment Yet and it's very early on obviously But we haven't seen a moment yet where they're Tearing each other down like they're really helping one Another being a really really good support System for one another when they both have Such issues with their family life Um, They're kind of relying on each other
4: I know I I really like this I really like them as a couple I really like how they're developing naturally Mm -hmm. Um I just like it so far and I'm just like trying to, you know, be in the moment and enjoy it now because obviously I know this isn't going to last forever. So I'm just going to try to enjoy it at this time. Um, It's going to hurt when this unravels. I'm not going to lie.
3: Yeah. I mean, no relationship on a a teen drama lasts forever. That's for sure. Um, Yeah. Mm. No, I agree, though. I I love the beginnings of their relationship. So exciting to see. uh, Exciting to see where that goes. Um, Yep. I did have a notable 90s song. I had to look up the name of it, but I did recognize it in the moment. And it was Mm -hmm. um, Acoustic Number 3 by the Goo Goo Dolls, which is a pretty famous Mm. name. And that was the song that played when Joey was looking for Dawson at the very end of the episode.
4: Yes, actually we had um, Linda write in And that was her notable 90s Song of the week yes. She said, Lo- love the closing song choice Acoustic number 3 is my favorite Goo Goo Dolls song Yes, I was, it was interesting
3: I've never heard, like, I recognized The song, but I didn't know that was the name of it And when I originally looked it up, I was like, wait a minute, is this right? Because it didn't seem, like, acoustic number 3 Is an interesting name for a song um, But yeah, it was a, it was a Good one um, Yeah do we want to get into feedback?
4: Yeah. So I'll continue this email from Linda. Hey, ladies, another episode, another week on the creek, or should I say pond? <laughs> um, we are full Pacey Pond fans, stands, whatever. Um, the Reluctant Hero is such a perfect title for this episode and it starts off with some awesome foreshadowing a tale of a man faced with his heroic nature. Welcome to Pacey's Pond.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love
4: that. That was great. Yeah. Pacey meets with the school guidance counselor who tells him his best case scenario is summer school and repeating the sophomore year. He reiterates Pacey's belief he is nothing and there's no hope for him. How the heck did this guy get fired? Um, get hired I think that he should get yeah. fired That's what I personally think Um, And I want to say Is there a good guidance counselor out there I don't know Jess how was your guidance counselor experience Uh, I mean it was fine I wouldn't say that my guidance counselor Made a big
3: impact on my schooling at all Or my life in any way I really rarely met with my guidance counselor But I also Wasn't the type like I had good grades Like I just I didn't really feel like I needed Someone to point me in any particular direction So I certainly wasn't a student who was like Craving the advice of a guidance Counselor so I don't know that my uh, My experience is the norm I don't I don't think so
4: Andy has Pacey's back and he deflects with humor Again because he isn't used to having Somebody in his corner he eventually Admits he doesn't know how to change or Where to start and Andy replies with One of my favorite lines from the show uh, try starting from the inside Anyone can change their fate Heroes are made, not born um, Which is what you pointed out earlier mm-hmm. I think that's um, A great line and something to You know, kind of bring with you Yeah, 100% um, Yeah, the way Pacey looks at Andy she, Like she really believes in me um, Something Nobody's ever given him before Everyone just accepted he would be a screw up That makes me so sad because it's so true mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, it's like that's ultimately what I'm gathering out of this Pacey and Andy relationship is that Pacey's finally hearing from somebody in this universe that he's worth something, yeah. and the fact that he's never been told that before. Um, I just really love that Pacey has somebody to. You know tell him that he's you know not a joke and not the town screw up and not a loser and not all these things that have been like hounded into him time after time again yeah I
3: would say even Dawson to an extent treats him that way sometimes like he doesn't take him seriously very often. Um, I mm-hmm. think we had like a flash in the pan of Joey uh, taking him somewhat seriously, maybe a little bit in that one episode uh, where he was going to. Ask I don't think out, but... enough. No, not to the
4: extent that Andy does, obviously. Um, no. But yeah, no, I, I completely agree. Yeah. The sound, uh, the scene at Molly's Market still hits me in the feels. Mm-hmm. Uh, quote, this sounds to me like a triple decker sandwich. Will you make me a sandwich, Miss McPhee? Um the man being faced with his his uh, heroic nature the way he is there for both andy and his mom proves that he's a hero he is a good person he's capable of so much mm-hmm. um she quotes andy a few more times she loves the line don't you see i mean you just proved yourself wrong pc you can be anything that you want what you did for me tonight was nothing short sure of spectacular um proud of you yeah um and he says, "I'm not really used to hearing those words. I'm proud of you, at least not when they're directed at me." You know, I feel for Pacey. I feel like I can definitely relate to Pacey in in this whole scene, um, especially somebody that like values words of affirmation, like just saying like I'm proud of you or you're doing good. It, for some people, it's like really what they need to hear mm-hmm. in their it's lives. Just cause you know, Pacey hasn't really heard it, so yeah, they mean yeah. Like, those words mean a yeah. lot. Yeah. Yeah, Andy believing in Pacey makes him start believing himself. She made him see he is capable of great things and gives him hope for an actual future. This is one of the many reasons why I adore Andy and love her so much with Pacey. She sees the truly amazing per, um, person Pacey is and helps him find himself. Signed, Linda. Thank you, Linda. Um, that was great. Thank you, Linda. Linda, don't tell me, but like, tell me how I'm supposed to care about anybody else with Pacey, other than don't Andy tell and her Pacey. anything. <laughs> don't tell me anything. But why? How am I supposed to give a shit about any potential matches in the future? Because you'll see how you'll see. I don't. I don't want to see. I want you to live to in this see. reality right now, well, where Andy and Pacey are perfect together. It's here
3: right now, but like in oh, all teen dramas, everything is fleeting.
4: I'm not gonna like it I guarantee you I'm going to dig my heels in And be like I don't like I don't like it I can't wait
3: (laughs) I don't wanna wait Yeah
4: I don't I mean you're gonna have to I don't know how many episodes We have left Until then But Seems like a lot Mm -hmm. Um We have our email From Dirtbag Kelly Hi Dirtbag Kelly Um He lets me know that this episode aired on November 25th, 1998, because he is so kind and considerate. I hope Kelly heard me roll my eyes
3: right there, because I did. I definitely did. Kelly, Um, it's unnecessary, Kelly. (laughs) I
4: appreciate it. So this full moon thing is going to keep coming up, huh? I I can't lie. I love it. I think it's so stupid and funny. Um. Pacey overstepping a bit here, talking uh, with Andy, talking about her mom. Oh, so like, um, he he does like at first be like he is like, hey, like what's going on with your mom? It's like, hey, Pacey, how about you? Like, don't ask questions like that. I think it's
3: just Pacey cares, and I think like he. Hey, like, I think Andy kind of lives in a different dimension right now. Like she likes to pretend like everything's fine. And we know that Jack doesn't do a good job of like communicating with Andy about it. Right. We see him say like. I don't know Andy like I don't Think her medication is working But he doesn't like really push On it so I think Andy almost Needs somebody to give her like a
4: Little bit of
3: a dose of reality She
4: yeah she doesn't really she Doesn't really live in total Reality with this stuff like she's A little bit too optimistic Exactly Um, Kelly thinks Jack's Coming on strong to Joey Hmm. I'm Not sure if we caught it but When Dawson brings Jen outside At the party The Flies, Got You Where I Want You, is playing in the background, which is funny because Katie Holmes is in that music video. Oh, interesting.
3: I didn't know that.
4: Mm -hmm. It's really quick, and it switches to another song for the majority of that conversation, Hmm. though. So that's a kind of a really fun Easter egg. Yeah. Um, You know... Pacey to the rescue he likes that Does my girl Andy have some Impure thoughts oh, In the yeah. final scene that was cute.
3: I loved that
4: part though that was silly Um Andy Is a woman And she <laughs> is Probably hoping for more than a little Peck from Pacey yes. I think Yes definitely Lots of Mitch and Dawson in this episode Kind of feel like Dawson is being a jerk To Mitch for the majority of the episode Um But I still think that Dawson is a mama's boy. But I just don't get how Dawson um, thinks that Mitch should just get over it it, when he clearly doesn't get over things himself. Or am I missing something? Um, I think Dawson is clearly Mitch's son when it comes to all of Dawson's reactions.
3: They're literally like the same person. Yes, 100%. (laughs)
4: Yeah, um, all the things that we dislike about Dawson is directly what we dislike about Mitch. Mm-hmm. Like father, like son. <laughs> um, If Joey and Dawson were together and she banged Jack, sorry, was going on. Sorry, was having going on in the affair, uh everyone at the ice house knew about it. Yeah, yeah. Like Dawson would lose his shit, right? Yeah. So essentially, yes, of course. Like if everybody knew at the ice house that Joey was having an affair with Jack, then of course Dawson would lose it. Yeah. Um also is their school cafeteria um like our school cafeteria because Dirtbag Kelly's definitely was not like this like um what was your go-to purchase at your cafeteria Dirtbag Kelly's was a big cookie Aww. um anyway ladies great work as always um my cafeteria was Kind of like this so Except that it was in like enclosed Area like it you know Where you picked up your food was in Like a different like yeah room ours was than too the big the big area Um and then my favorite Thing to get were So there was a couple of things number One I've talked about this before I don't know Where but I would always get a Caesar Salad wrap but Caesar Was spelt wrong yes you Did on, talk about this I don't remember. Yeah. I
3: think it was on the Boy meets world podcast maybe
4: yeah, so like it was spelled like C E A S A R instead of mm-hmm. like the A before the E. And then I would get, they had cookies as well, and they were undercooked, and it was really good. Um, <laughs> And then like an occasional fry moment, mm-hmm. but definitely I remember the Caesar salad wrap. Yeah.
3: In high school, I didn't ever buy lunch. I usually brought lunch, but um, I would usually get Welch's fruit snacks from the vending machine. Um, but mm. I don't I ever remember buying lunch. Uh.
4: Oh, and then in the mornings they had bagels, and the bagels were really Ooh, good, that's yummy. But then they were like wrapped in saran wrap, and um, they're you know like how like sweat? saran wrap. It's like it has a specific smell yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So then your bagel kind of smells like but And they had I didn't really have it But they had breakfast sandwiches in the morning too hmm. Nice yeah I never had breakfast uh, at school I always eat like on yeah. my way Well, thank you to Linda and Dirtbag Kelly for our emails, um, our feedback. We love getting emails. It's like the most exciting part of my week. So if anybody wants to write in and talk about the episodes, you can email us at shit90spod at gmail.com. Yes. Or
3: if you have short uh, answers, you could send them to shit90spod, uh, Twitter and Instagram. Uh, Mm -hmm. Shall we get to the fashion hour?
4: fashion hour yep absolutely um let's go our first award is the rachel green award for the most 90s outfit um my first nomination is joey joey has joey's hair is going out but joey has like a middle part going on she has a gray sweatshirt and some like khaki green pants But the thing that was very 90s was that she was wearing, like, this T-shirt that says All Stars on it. (laughs) And that was such a 90s thing to wear a T-shirt that said All Stars on it, right? No, I definitely had a shirt like this. I don't know why everybody thought it was cool to wear a shirt
3: that said All Stars, but, like, we definitely had shirts that were, like, very, like, cutesy, like, number one or, you know, All Stars, whatever. Yeah, like, always had wording on the front for sure. Yeah, this is, like, it's a standard, pretty standard outfit, like, but I agree that the shirt itself is very 90s. Yeah.
4: Um, Next up, we have Andy, and Andy is, this is also in the cafeteria. Um, She has a simple headband, like a thin black headband, a white t-shirt, underneath a green and black striped vest and some I think they're like green or some sort of gray denim slacks something or other Uh, what do you think of Andy's like outfit so
3: she literally looks like Doug funny like this is Doug funny's (laughs) outfit the only thing she doesn't have is the khaki pants that he wears uh yeah I'd say they're more like an olive like kind of like an olive denim or an olive slack that match the vest um, I mean, I personally wouldn't be caught dead in this outfit, but it did remind me of Doug Funny, which is very 90s. That's
4: so hilarious. So, and the headband, um,
3: the head, the useless headband that she has on is also very 90s. Yeah. Like wearing a headband uh, that doesn't actually do anything. It just sits there. It's so
4: thin and you know it hurts the temples. Yeah, I can feel that. I can feel it. the pain. I have a fat head and yeah. headbands always hurt me. Yeah, yeah, I, I know that feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, our last combination is... Is uh, Pacey and Pacey is wearing like a typical button down shirt with um, some sort of like ugly pattern (laughs) on it um, and some some pants. Uh, I did actually get a complaint on the Instagram that you did not choose Pacey's Hawaiian shirt as a fashion hour. Option last week I think because it was ugly What do you have To say to that I,
3: he has Ugly outfits for what They wanted me to use it for the Rachel Green Award or for the Paul Rudd certificate of Timelessness
4: yeah how wh- Like what how come pasty shirt didn't Make it it's awesome which I Replied Jessica has a personal vendetta About um against Hawaiian Shirts I fucking
3: hate Hawaiian shirts I think and then ugly. they said
4: <laughs> And then they said Ha ha ha, that's a pity I particularly like this one Pacey's wearing in this episode Especially because it's the same one Oh, here's a spoiler But I don't understand what this means Especially because it's the same one Professor Heston wears On his first meeting with Joey On season six, episode one Goodness Whatever gracious, that's that a good memory
3: Um, they have a good memory Uh, I don't know. I I don't particularly enjoy Hawaiian shirts. I think that Pacey's wardrobe in general is pretty meh. He has some interesting patterns on his shirt. I actually don't mind this one. To me, this shirt is a very good like beach day shirt because it's like Mm. light blue and dark blue patterned. It kind of reminds me of like fish and like the underwater life and it's short sleeves. It's a button down like you could see someone wearing this to like, I don't know, an aquarium or something. Um it's fine. This outfit is fine. It's not my favorite. I mean, we all know who I'm giving the award to. Doug Funny herself, Andy McPhee.
4: <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> that's, that's too great. Hilarious. I have to. I have to. Yeah. Um, next up is the Paul Ridd Certificate of Timelessness Award. Um, we have our first nominee, Mitch. I mean, Mitch is probably the easiest person <laughs> to assign um awards to because he's Of his arms. I was going to say somebody better get in
3: the Instagram DMs about us picking Mitch just because of his zaddy arms, because of the nice arms. That's
4: all we want to look at. Yeah. He's wearing like a V neck, like greenish gray shirt, some. Jeans and some like I don't know clunky. He's wearing, like shoes. work boots. I, I, they're like work boots. I guess it's, ideally it's just like from the waist. Yeah. Up. Here's the thing with
3: Mitch is he the reason he doesn't have a job is because he spends all his time working out. It's all it's always arm day. Mm, um. Yeah. Because he has always like I forget day. what it's called, but when you have those muscles that like come off of your neck to your shoulders. Um, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Uh, anyway, yeah, no, he looks great. I mean, I don't particularly like the light wash denim, but like, you gotta give it to him. Z- no dad bod here. It is always Arm no. Day in the in the Leary and I, household.
4: Like, I asked somebody to do some research for me because I'm like, why is Dawson's dad so stacked? Like, why? <laughs> like, what is he doing? Because he spends at all his time. time working out instead of actually starting a restaurant i know i know but like i mean the actor oh and like i was like oh like was like the flash or like was he in like something that like he would need to be like really really buff for Mm -hmm. no no he just wants to be buff as fuck i don't know what
3: he just wants to be fit what more do
4: you need to know oh no next up we have joey um her outfit on her date To with Dawson She is wearing um, Just like a simple Like white cover up Light sweater you can see it's like A very it's very like a spring Like sweater that you Would just use like you know Like a cardigan on a nice type of thing. summer day yeah. yeah it's thin though mm-hmm. it's thin um, She's wearing A like tank top that ha- Is like maroon it has some sort of Like Uh like um like uh ribbing or Something
3: I don't know oh it looks Like one one of those ish I don't know It looks like one of those shirts That
4: like uh expands when you put It on like it's super stretchy oh Maybe maybe um and then just some Like medium to dark wash denim um but it's like a nice little date outfit I can see somebody wearing this today Maybe Yeah no
3: I think that this is like Especially because the pants aren't quite They're not like super tight like a skinny jean But they're also not very baggy So they do kind mm-hmm. of lend themselves to being a little bit more timeless Especially like a white sweater yeah. like that Is pretty timeless The shirt is probably the least timeless aspect But I, I really love the way red looks on Katie Holmes yeah. I love, Anytime she wears red I'm usually on board um, And I, I agree with this one I think it's a nice casual outfit It doesn't look like she's wearing Dawson's hammy downs Um, Yeah she never
4: wear She rarely wears like nice clothes Like she doesn't usually wear
3: feminine outfits Too often which again Mm -hmm. I don't care But um, I I particularly like this Because I think it's a nice mix between like She's still casual enough But it does look like she dressed in something different For like a date
4: Yeah yeah totally Mm -hmm. Last up we have Dawson Leary And he is kind of wearing his typical Ensemble he is wearing it A A white t-shirt, some, like, light khakis, and his favorite shark tooth necklace, and um, just, like, a button-down shirt with, like, a small plaid detailing, but... It works for him. Why change it if it works, right?
3: Yeah, don't uh, don't mess with something that's been working for you this whole time. Um, it's fine. It's a typical Dawson outfit. I don't I don't mind the button down shirt. I think that's nice. I, I really don't like khakis. Something about khakis. Just yeah. is ugly well, me. I mean, that's all
4: he wears. I know, poor
3: Dawson. He needs to change things up. Um, yeah, so this week I think I'm, I'm going to think I'm gonna give it to Joey. I really like this outfit. I think that you, I could totally wear this outfit today and no one would bat an eyelash. That is usually my barometer for Paul Rudd's Certificate of Timelessness. If I walk out in this outfit, are people going to stare at me? No, probably not. So Joey gets the Perfect. point. So the ladies are kicking ass this week. Oh, yeah. Andy and Joey, oh, yeah. congratulations.
4: Congratulations.
3: All right, that sums up fashion hour um, let's see. So
4: next episode is called The Election. Oh no. Andy is um trying to become class president. That tracks. That tracks. Yep. Um is she going to win? How can you not root for Andy There you go She's She's gonna win win. She's
3: gonna win So that's what we have Coming up next week Um, Boy Meets World We are wrapping up season two We have our season two Recap recording Um, uh, By the time this comes out We'll have recorded it i um, super excited for that on to season three we finished out all of our bonus May content. It was a wild ride people. If you were interested in watching the friends reunion we did cover that as that was a 90s show very popular 90s show. Um, so we did cover that as well as all of our Mayball content. Um, And then, of course, if you still haven't listened, go give a go give a listen to the Dungeons and Dragons Dawson's Creek crossover podcast where we sorted all of the characters into their respective races and classes from Dungeons and Dragons. Um, It was a fun month. It was a very fun month. Excited for what we have to come in June. We'll still put out a little bit of a teaser and just say that some childhood favorites are going to be coming to play. We have some really amazing guests lined up. Um, So get pumped for that uh do we have any i think i don't think we have anything else going on right i'm still on community building no that's it check that out um Mm -hmm. yeah this was this was fun i'm excited for next week of dawson's creek hopefully we get more andy content i'm always there for that and we need joey to get her shit together joey season two isn't looking so good on you honey D- Dawson's yeah. D- Dawson's outperforming you right now, and we can't have that. <laughs> we can't have that.
4: Yeah, yeah, it's unfortunate. It it's Unfortunate. Um, but looking forward to it too. Probably gonna watch it sooner than later. Yes, the episode. yeah, definitely have to watch
3: that soon. And maybe so we're at episode eight. So maybe at the halfway mark, we'll also get a new ranking from you on on how you're feeling about the characters. Because I think we we should perfect. check in like halfway through the season and see where you're perfect. Is. Um, Sounds great to me. All right, thank you everybody for listening. Um, if you'd like to leave us a review rate subscribe we really appreciate that um and we will talk to you all next week bye everybody
1: save big on brunch for mom all in the kroger app get 16 ounce packs of flavorful angus 90% lean ground sirloin for 4 dollars each with a digital coupon then buy two get two free on 12 packs of delicious coca-cola pepsi or 7up all with your card